0: Kia and welcome to episode 106 of the Stag Roar. This episode, it's Movember and I'm joined again by Robert Dunn, head of Movember New Zealand. Um, Robert started a podcast called A Few Good Men as Absolute Cracker. Um, head into the show notes and you'll find a link. I've tuned into quite a number of them over the last few days since recording this podcast. Um, Rich McCaw, Eric Murray, uh, Peter Fulton, my old rugby Catch. And one that really stood out for me was Nick Girl from the All Blacks. I've been sort of feeling a bit, sort of, I don't know, overwhelmed or something like that, but dull. And then I was listening to Nick and he was talking about exercise, and I was like, holy shit, it's been a couple of weeks since I've actually exercised. So last night, before I went and shot my bow, I've been doing plenty of that, um, I got out the dumbbell, got out the old death machine, the door frame chin-up bar, uh, got out the skipping rope, and just blasted through a uh, ten minute workout and holy shit it's back in business so yeah it's it's a great thing, and it's one of the reasons why Movember does that uh, move ve uh, just to yeah, get get the brain right, get the endorphins flowing and um get you back on track it's it's an awesome and simple tool, and even just ten minutes of getting the heart rate up is uh does wonders, yeah, and I shot really well after that as well so that was that was handy um be sure to go to uh, our Movember page that I've got with, with the Wanaka Hunter and Nick Vincent, and um, yeah, Chuck's a donation—not us a donation. Chuck Movember a donation through that handle. Again, it's in the show notes. Uh, mo Hunters, if you're looking for that, I spelt it wrong because I was using my phone when I set it up. So the actual page is No Hunters, but the link is Mo Hunters. So yeah, um, but yeah, just go to the one in the show notes, and that'll take you where you need to go. Uh, to donate to Movember to help save men's health. And a massive shout out to everybody that's rocking a Mo this November. I'm a massive fan. I'm rocking the uh, Tom Salak, I wish. in um, yeah, halfway through. Take on board what uh, Rob has to say and let's get into it. Bloody awesome. Well, mate, I'm
1: good to go. whatever you
0: have you into it? All right, we're underway. We've got uh, yep. Robert Robert Dunn from Movember and he's on back on the podcast, mate. How did yesterday go? You. Swinging golf clubs—was it successful? Or you're in the team? Yeah, tics? it was,
1: mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I um, I and I sometimes I do, but um, I wasn't. Um, I didn't take part myself yesterday. I just um, just ran it with uh, with my brother who works for me. But there's um, mate, it was great. We're sort of into this third year of our what we call the November Masters golf series, and um, went back to Waipu for the third year in a row, which is cool, when it's a bit of a destination golf course really just on the coast beautiful spot um and we always get a good turnout and and it's yeah it's been a successful addition to november really and sort of obviously there's a fundraising element to it which is great but also it serves a couple of other purposes it's um you know it allows us to talk about men's health outside of november as well we have tournaments in november but we also we have them october through to the end of march so um it gives us that opportunity to to talk about men's health outside of our traditional window. And also, um, you know, we're really big on, on uh, blokes being socially connected, you know, spending a decent amount of time with each other. And, and like, when you think about it, that's exactly what golf's all about. You've got to spend three or four hours um, with someone on the golf course. And, um, you know, hopefully over the course of that time, you're able to have um, some good yarns about all things of life. So, so that's why we do it is to kind of give blokes that platform and, and we theme up the day in, in that regard. And it's socially competitive. It's three-man Ambrose. And there's, um, you know, so there's a few carrots there as well for people who do well. And we have a finals weekend um, down in Queenstown, so which is cool because we're all competitive beasts, blokes. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. nice to have something on it. But, um, but also it's, um, you know, it's true team golf. So you've got to, um, you know, you've really got to do, do it as a team and do it with your mates. So, so yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been good fun to add something else in the mix.
0: I heard you say there three hours for golf, mate. Last time I played Ambrose we were there all day.
1: Yeah, 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 totally, mate. Yeah, well, yeah, actually, probably that's a bit generous. We normally do get around the way we've set it up in about four, but yeah, yeah, you, you do have to encourage some guys sometimes to, uh, you know, uh, stop looking for the balls so much when they are <laughs> all over the shop and and uh, you know finish the beers in the clubhouse. So yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it's good fun.
0: Oh, so you mentioned the third year running. How's it sort of building into it? Are um, like guys sort of starting to get into their work straight away? Do you think?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, they are. I think like um, you just—it's another one of those things. Like Movember's a—you know—predominantly an online activity. You know, online peer-to-peer fundraising platform, and and through the website, through our comms, through our EDMs and our newsletters and all that stuff. You know, that's our opportunity to to try and get that key messaging to blokes, but you can't be face-to-face, you know, you just can't be catching up with decent amounts of people face-to-facing, being able to to give them that bit more detail and it gets a bit more personal and a bit more real. And the thing I'm noticing, like to your point, like 100%, like, um, you know, we've, we've got a group of uh, people in New Zealand at the moment anyway who are absolutely... Um, up for the challenges and and really keen to acknowledge the issues and and they're well past that and they want to do something about it so um being in the golf day that a men's health event um and embracing it for that is is going really really well and um i was a bit um apprehensive a little bit uh, almost in some you know dare i say sometimes it's a little bit easier to do sort of health by stealth and do it through online platforms and and hope that the the messaging is resonating and getting to people, but um, it's been great to to talk to people face to face. And the guys who come up to you and tell them tell you their stories and their motivations for getting involved today um, can be pretty raw, but they're, they're definitely um, people are up for sharing um, those experiences, which is gives me real motivation.
0: That's pretty cool, man. Uh, I we see about face to face and getting getting together. Uh, I'm a member of the Deerstalk Talk Association here in Hastings, and sort of Wednesday night was just about uh, cleaning up the club rooms and then having a barbecue and stuff. And you know, I sort of thought that oh, I'd be an hour or so, but I ended up having a great yarn with, with a bunch of like minded people. And, and it was interesting. We didn't really talk about hunting, we were talking about other stuff, and just being around guys, having a laugh, and then the, the feeling afterwards was just sensational. I went home with a smile on my face, the stresses of the world were gone. so... Um, yep. Yeah, as you said, there's a, as a online movement, there's a lot to be said for getting the people together and and now making it a regular thing. Um, how, how do you see this sort of competitive side of the November Masters uh, coming along?
1: Mate, it's, it's actually, I think it's an important part of it. Like, that's, you know, for a lot of people, not everyone, but for lots of fellas, that's what makes you tick a little bit. You love that competitive element and we call it, you know, the most socially competitive golf series in the world um you know and, and that's exactly what it is and and um it's it's good to have that competitive element the winning the winner of each tournament gets invited to the finals weekend we score it through all the scoring is done through mobile app and with live leaderboard so you put in your score and then you can see how you're going against the field on the day so you actually you know people pretend like they don't but they keep their eyes on it every hole and see how mm-hmm. they're going it's not trying to win the tournament it's trying to beat another group of mates who they know is on the course Um, and we play two teams of three play together on each hole so we're really encouraging that social interaction so you play with mates you meet a group of guys that you haven't met before um, and you just have exactly to the point you've just made um, you have that chat but you know absolutely men are competitive beasts and um, to have that that, uh, that carrot and it's a great carrot like we go down to Um, Queenstown play Millbrook um, Mm. and you know it's an amazing part of the world and people are really keen to try and be a part of that weekend so it works really well but also because it's it's a charitable thing it's for men's health um, we set the scene when we get there um, that um, there's no one you know there's also no one no one takes it too far you know like everyone plays it in the spirit and they don't um, but you know we all um, are there predominantly for the cause and the the competitive element is a a close second, I would say.
0: Nice. And so is this something that's being modelled elsewhere with with the Movember community or is this something that's special to to you guys here in New
1: Zealand? Yeah, we wanted to to bring in a new element to Movember New Zealand. We wanted to, um, you know, as I said, have an excuse to talk about men's health outside of our traditional window. Um, I love a bit of golf so I had a good understanding of the sport. Um, We... For Ambrose would be a good format. We played around with it a little bit, added a few unique elements and I, it's sort of a little bit like um, Movember, like tradi- uh, charity is a traditional thing, but Movember is a little bit non-traditional within that within that space. Golf's a traditional thing. Everyone, whether you've got a handicapped member of a club or whether you just like to have um, you know, one or two rounds a year, we actually all love a hit of golf or a lot of guys love a hit of golf, so we look to combine all those things. It had to be team golf, it had to be golf with your mates for your mates which is our slogan for it and it um and it's got a lot of unique elements from scoring through your phone which a lot of people hadn't done we played the two holes up on the green so when you get up on the green there's two holes in play so it helps you score really well mm. um helps us play really quickly so we get through the get through the round you know relatively cl- quickly um and so yeah we're starting to do a few trials in Australia um because it's been successful here and so we're looking at bringing the format in in Australia and, and bringing their winners over um, to the finals weekend over here in, in Queenstown and just building it, building it up slowly. But um, yeah, mate, it's been, it's been successful. And as I said that, um, you know, I just, I've been doing my member um, coming up nine years and, you know, I just, every year you become, um, you know, you believe a little bit more in the power of the conversation just because of um, what people are prepared to share with you and, and tell you about why they're getting involved in Movember itself or or a different part of it. And um, you realize actually, you know, the more platforms you can create for men to be able to do that, the better. And like you talk about your experience at the Deerstalkers. Um, you know, I think a massive part of, of um, or one of the best preventative tools we have available to us is community. It doesn't matter whether it's a sport, whether it's a hobby, whether it's culture, whatever it is, if you can surround yourself with, you know, like-minded people, you know, where you have some sort of um, shared interest, you know, yours, stalking, but a gulf over here could be anything. Um, I think then you have a, it makes it easier to have an initial conversation around that interest. And then I think you're more likely for your second and your third conversations to be um, open and honest about, Whatever it may be, and and I hundred hundred percent agree with what you said. So many times I go away from some of the um, some of our public events, whatever they may be, whether it's a Movember launch or whether it's a Movember Masters golf tournament, and just encouraged by what people um, are prepared to share with me and and um, some of the things that they're doing to look after themselves. So yeah, I see real value in it.
0: Yeah, man, uh, it's. Uh like you said, that second and third conversations where the meat is and it's, it is really, really awesome, especially being you know, as we're talking off yeah, yeah, sorry, um, young father moving to a new place, um, don't quite have the family with me but uh, to meet a bunch of guys that have either gone through it or have been through it or, you know, are now onto to the, the second round with, with grandchildren and things like that it's just awesome to sort of create those you know um, stories of, of normality that you, that you're not going crazy and, and actually uh, you can get through it and you do
1: survive <laughs> yeah no I think it's um yeah I think it's a, a fantastic thing and even though it sounds sort of reasonably straightforward it's perhaps a part of our life that isn't as common as it used to be you know we hear a lot of chat um, and statistics thrown at us around participation and in, in a lot of sports and things like that is dropping a little bit Mm. Um, you know a lot of rural country clubs or rural sports clubs are perhaps not as thriving or as big as they used to be and that's that's those places where after a hard day's work you used to go down and you might be feeling a little bit frustrated or have the weight of the world on your shoulders but if you can go and you know um, down to the local club whatever it is have a yarn to the boys who might be in exactly the same spot problem shared is, is a problem on its way to being solved mm. um, but we're perhaps not Doing that as much as we used to, so I, I would, you know, for my kids growing up, um, I don't care what sport they play, I don't care what it is, um, and it doesn't have to be sport, it can be cultural, it can be whatever, but being involved in something is a non negotiable, I think, um, just because you've got to have those EQ skills, and, and I think if you've got those, then you'll be um, able to take on some of the more significant things in life later on if you get that ingrained into you as a young person,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and I think. Also, you know when when you get home and it's that, that teamwork teamwork of the home you know you're better able to show up because uh, you know you're not boxing up those emotions and, and lashing out on those emotions that you're holding on to um, you've actually been able to like you say um, get them somewhere on the way to being solved and and, and feel better about it and then you can uh, you say keep, keep running on with life which um, at times can mount up and be where as you said when there's no longer that place to go uh, it, it's, it's in some cases having you know disastrous effects if not if not at a small level affecting people 's quality of life and, and and then the downstream effects of that as well
1: oh, I couldn't agree more mate like um, you know it's fantastic if you can solve something or get on the way to solving it but just the ability to share it or, or get it off your chest a little bit um, is you know cannot be um, Underestimated as a tool, um, and if we're just like you say, going around in a vicious cycle where um, you're grinding, bottling it up, going home um, a little bit frustrated, and you just repeat that cycle time and time again, um, then you know, and, and, and yeah, at the worse end of the scale, um, things of real significance can happen, um, but also you just get stuck in a rut. And I think you know, any any opportunity to um, talk about what's going on um, in any shape or form is, is a good thing. So um, encourage anyone to get involved in that.
0: Absolutely. Like you said, you've been involved for nine years, and the guys in Aussie have been doing it one or two years longer than that. Um, and you said you're sort of now feeding back into to the Aussie guys with, with the golf. Um, how are they sort of thinking about this thing as, as it moves you know, through the decade?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, we've definitely evolved over time. Like when you, if you go all the way back to when Movember started 15 years ago in Australia, um, you know, uh, a non-traditional charity, you know, based around growing a moustache. I mean, how, you know, who would have thought, you know, that, that concept or that idea could grow into the largest men's health organization in the world, biggest funder of prostate cancer outside of government in the world, you know, um, one of the leading organisations trying to um, affect mental health and suicide prevention, like it's, it's ridiculous to think. Um, and I'd say for the first um, four or five or six years and certainly the first couple of years that I was involved, we very much um, were funders, you know, like we raised money. Um, it was phenomenal um, how much money we were able to raise through, through moustache growth. Um, <laughs> but, but I also think it was when you look at it more deeply, um, you know, there was so much out there for for men. Uh, sorry, for females and for children and for um, famine and for things overseas. And there was actually nothing um, dedicated to helping men. And when there was finally initiative um, that looked at things through a gendered lens and was trying to help men, people were like, "Oh, this is a good thing," and jumped in behind it. And it was able to um were able to be successful. Now we are very much evolved. Um, we still fund a lot of things, but we also, we all, we also manage a lot of the programs. Um, and quite often that's in collaboration because we've grown to such a scale that, you know, the reality is no, it's very difficult for one organization to truly make significant change. Um, so we work a lot in collaboration, um, sometimes cross country, sometimes, like in New Zealand we work with, um, you know, other NGOs, we work with district health boards. um, We work with um, New Zealand rugby. We work with ACC. uh, We work with FMG. So, and the point being that, um, you know, we've become, you know, a lot more proactive and overseeing the direction of our investments. Um, And we've, we've got uh, staff dedicated to help us do that internally, which has been pretty exciting. Like, for someone like myself who lives in the fundraising world and you're out there grinding, um, trying to fight the good fight and get people to um, donate to Movember to men's health, um, to then um, see an initiative um, go to market that you're really, really proud of uh, really motivates you to go around again. And so we've got to the stage now where we are um, significant funders of men's health, but not just funders, but we are um, very involved in, in the managing of those and, and trying to make sure that they have the most effect as possible. So yeah, we've, it has, it's, um, it's taken a wee while for us to be able to get to that stage, just more through resource rather than anything. Like it's almost, dare I say, it's, you, you raise quite a lot of money in a short space of time, you know, like over the space of a couple of months, you're able to, to fundraise really efficiently because that's what we've set ourselves up to do and we do it well. Um, but to, Put a program into place that's truly effective. Where you look at it and you go, "This is genuinely helping people in my country and potentially in other countries." Um, it takes a wee while, and that's not a bad thing. That's because you've got to do it right. You know, you've got to get out there. You've got to um, truly look at the landscape, look at the work that's been done already, make sure you don't duplicate, make sure you collaborate really, really well with other organisations who have expertise. Um, you know, and the example of that at the moment is one of the reasons we're working with New Zealand rugby on a program called Head First is because they have a delivery channel, you know, like they talk to men, you know, like on a regular basis and a large amount of men, you know, like the rugby community in New Zealand is about 60,000 men. um, But it's probably more than that as well. If you count fans and, or people to keep an eye on rugby. So to work with an organization like that, that has that audience and it's a pretty hard to reach group. um, Then, you know, you've got to, a really good chance of, of reaching men, working with an organization um, that has a lot of trust with that group, you know, it's talked to them for a long time. Um, so you've got a chance of that message being listened to as well, and actually genuinely being able to change behavior. So that stuff sort of, that fizzes you up a wee bit and gets you going again and, and um, um, encourages you to, to, to keep going. So it's been, it's, it's been awesome to, and that's been a real evolution of certainly the time I've worked at Movember um, coming up nine years.
0: Yeah, man, and, and how much was a, of a boost was it that um, moment against silence in Hamilton mid, midway through the year? You know, you're a few months out from November and you've got this hugely powerful thing by, as you said, a voice that speaks to a lot of men.
1: Mate, it was awesome. It was awesome in so many ways for so many different people. It was wicked for me just to, um, to see Movember um, evolve into an organisation where New Zealand rugby were... Um, happy to partner with, happy to trust as we took that concept to them um, and then happy to help us, well, we're happy to be a significant part of implementing it and then, you know, to to exactly to your point, to, to see it come to life at a rugby game with 20, 20 25,000 people there, also for it to be whatever the broadcast audience was for that match, to for Sky to buy into that and broadcast it live as well mm. um, and then to see the reaction of the players um, of the rugby union themselves, of Brett Gosper, of, you know, people overseas going, well, wow, this is unreal. And it wasn't just a moment for New Zealanders and New Zealand rugby, but um, a big part of the reason we did it for that game as well is that mental health and suicide is an issue with the Pacifica community. So to do it with a um, a match that involved the Tongan community um, was also um, pretty awesome. So you're right, mate. It was, one, just to, to be able to do that, um, just... Um, shows where we've come to which is is awesome and also um, just knowing doing an activity like that had so many eyeballs on it um, mm. is, is again just um, it makes you um, want to keep going.
0: Yeah mate and, and so on the sort of suicide prevention and mental health I, I think I saw Aaron Smith talking about um, suicide prevention the other day in, in a media conference or something like that um, and I was bringing up the topic about how, you know, in common media, they're not allowed to specifically talk about it. Um, someone was mentioning that that may be changing because the, the data on that doesn't seem to be working as we know our, our stats, particularly men, are continuing to rise. Um, what, what do you think it's like seeing an all-black halfback speak about suicide? And two, weirdly, are you having much to do with the way that the media portrays those sorts of stories?
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, like you say, it's probably is getting a little bit outdated now. But for a long time, the media um, wouldn't um, certainly wouldn't write the word "suicide" in their articles, and and if even at the and this has changed a little bit, but they even wouldn't even necessarily mention that the person had taken their own lives or, or reference it in any way whatsoever. It was sort of um, just more insinuated. But um, you know, and the reason for that was. Um, you know, there might have been a bit of information around or there's certainly some people who believe in contagion. So if you, mm-hmm. you know, you cite the issue and how someone did it and, and what they actually did, that there is a fear that that might um, increase the chances of, of other people thinking, oh, they're in a similar position. Perhaps that's the only course of action for them as well if this person's doing it. Um, but I think now you're starting to see, um, you know, that shift a little bit around and um, we need to be a bit more, open and honest around the issue and if we um continue to you know not be open and honest about it not talk about it um that we're never really going to truly address it and i am probably the thing that's probably two things have changed that one unfortunately the statistics aren't coming back you know they're not improving um if anything they've got a touch worse so um you know not talking about it in the media anyway certainly is not statistically doesn't look like it's helping if you just look at the harshest of numbers Mm. um but also um we are getting a number of of influential organizations and people um who are one acknowledging the issue you know and so to you to continue to use the example new zealand rugby um they want to they acknowledge that this is an issue. It's an issue within their own community and they want to do something about it. So they're taking a leadership role. Um, and so you did right, mate. When you start seeing people like Steve Hansen and Aaron Smith talking in global press conferences about the issue and and how, and not just saying like, that was, that was a powerful piece, mate, because he said, um, you know, the all-black coach who's in charge of, you know, in theory, um, a team of people or a group of people who are probably seen as exactly what masculinity is meant to be, you know, like all blacks rugby players, um, you know, to say we've got to allow people to be vulnerable um, and when they are vulnerable, we've got to see that as, as a bit of strength and not as weakness. Like it's pretty powerful stuff and we weren't there two or three years ago. So it's, it's, um it's definitely, we're definitely seeing a, um, a change in perceptions around mental health.
0: Mm. Yeah, that was one of the most powerful things about uh, Dr. Paul Woods' sort of realization with with what drove his decisions as a youngster, what drives his decisions now. He sort of said it's still about um, being a man and being masculine, but the lens and the framework that he puts that towards uh, puts towards that is that vulnerability and and intelligence about how he feels really, you know, is what he now sees as strength, and I, and I think that's a Powerful message to keep heading home, and, and I know he's you know, speaking to a lot of people these days. And, and again, um, he was saying about from an international level, you know, more and more people speaking about it. Of course, Tim Ferriss opened up his TED talk with the fact that as a university student, he was pretty close to going through it. But then, you know, someone like that who, who's massively influential at bringing up tools and tactics and, and skills and and stuff to then implement, you know, when you're feeling bad, using something like fear setting, you know, what is the total worst thing that can happen? And actually, uh, is it so bad? Um, yeah, like you say, it's the conversation's happening um, almost by force, isn't it? When, when more and more people are connected to a treasury like that uh, and they have a look back at what has been done and what's being done, they sort of, you know, that passion and that drive to to help starts to kick in and and, uh, and unfortunately more and more people are exposed to that you know that's one of the positives and negatives of of this digitally connected world is that we're, we're all exposed to it and and um a lot of the times the story bypasses the media and so the truth comes out and, and people realize that hey this is a this is a big thing
1: yeah totally and i think so like um you know it's it's you know, mental health is such a general statement, you know, to say we need to improve our mental health. Mental health is such, that's such a big thing and it's an entirety. Like, um, it's like saying we need to improve our physical health. There's so many elements of physical health, you know, like what, what, does, what does that mean, you know? Like, um, so our mental health the same and, and, you know, there are times when, um, you know, because of a whole number of things, someone, they may need medication, they may need, um, you know, professional help, And that's absolutely fine because that's what they require. For other people, um, you know, they might not need that. Um, They might just need, um, you know, a change of mindset, a change of lifestyle, a change of circumstance, a better connection to community, stronger relationships, like, and those things can really, really help. Um, So it's not one size fits all. And the thing that sometimes frustrates me a little bit is if some people think, oh, God, we're having this mental health conversation again. You know, I need to give all my staff mental health days and we need to get a whole lot of beanbags in the office and people need to work where they want to work when they want to work and we need you know and they think it's all fluffy and soft stuff and yeah hey sometimes someone might need a mental health day if that's what they want to call it but they just might need a day off that's okay but also um it's 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 not about that you know we have the majority of people like their job they want to work hard they love their family they want to do the best they can for their family like a bloke really just wants to have purpose you know like Mm. he just wants to have purpose you know we want to feel like we have our place in the world and we're doing it well um and so you know it's not it's not about oh you know everyone needs time off and we we don't need to you know to work hard or, or that's absolutely not the case at all like the majority of people Um, are the complete opposite. They actually, they want meaning and calling and purpose in life and they want to be fulfilled. And so it's the complete opposite. It's just making sure that we um, at the heart of all the things we do, all the initiatives we do is the the thing at the front of all that is that it's it's relationships based and it's personal based. It's not, it's not taking mental health or, or HR or corporate responsibility and, turning it into a digital platform and tick a box and, and away you go. Like it's, you know, we've still got to know each other. Um, instead of sending emails to someone who's 50 meters away, just go and have a chat to them um, because so many things can be misinterpreted in an email. Um, you know, just it's all, it's that stuff that I think is where we can make some really substantial gains um, around still making sure that, you know, um, the personal relationship is at the core of everything we do people skills are still at the core of everything that we do
0: yeah and, that, and it's been quite fascinating talking to a couple of couple of guys um, involved with corporate wellness in the terms of you know getting people moving and heading right it's it's not so much been the the exercise but it's been the byproduct of the exercise that is just touched on there the purpose of, of what they're working towards and, and the whole office unit or business unit come together as a team towards a goal um, that's exclusive of work and then the, the follow-over um, into, into the job and into the employment um, scene has, has been quite fascinating to see that that's been the, the key outcome.
1: Yeah, oh, totally and there's like, um, yeah I agree And and the reality is like sometimes I think works, some workplaces feel a bit overburdened, you know they're like god shit this is, we're just trying to run a good organization here and, and um, just trying to keep our our head above water and and turn a profit and be able to pay everyone. Mm. And we've also got to deal with all this as well, but you know, we as the majority of us spend a huge amount of time at work, you know, so we just, if we um, can make this a place where we at least know each other and respect each other. um, I think we've got a much better chance of it, of being a place that people want to go and, and some people need, you know, some people need to be, they they thrive in, in environments where they um, really like their work colleagues and all that, and some people actually just need a bit of their time as well. Um, they just, you know, we're all a little bit different. So my point being, unfortunately for a lot of this stuff, it's not one size fits all, um, but if we know each other well, then we've got a better chance of respecting each other and we've got a better chance of being able to be comfortable working with each other. So... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, um, and I actually sympathize a little bit with work and schools sometimes because it's, um, you know, the answer to everything so often is, oh, we need to get this into schools, we need to get this into workplaces more, um, and they're all tr- already trying to do so much. Um, so I think um, it is a challenge, but if we can um, do things that where personal relationships are at the core of those initiatives, then, then I think they'll be the most valuable.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. And um, yeah, it does take a little bit of nuance often and, and not a oh this worked for me. Uh, so everyone yeah. should do it sort of
1: stuff. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm the same as you, I think, mate. I love being physically active. I wish I could be more physically active, um, but work and family sometimes gets in the way. But like when I go for a run or do something, geez, it clears the head and it makes me feel so much better. But that doesn't but that, that's not necessarily the fix for everyone, or, or or a tool for everyone, you know. Someone they might like reading a book, they might like listening to music, they might like going to a show, they might, you know, like. Um, and if that's their thing, um, just being able to make sure that there is the opportunity um, to be able to do that um, in a realistic way, then so be it. But we've got to know that stuff, you know. Um, not everyone wants to do the ten thousand step challenge every month, you know, and and get frustrated when the whole workplace has to, but um, but I mean, those are still great initiatives, but my point being, you know, unfortunately it isn't one size fits all. We've just got to try and find out what does fit everyone.
0: And that speaks to exactly what your one of your points was there, that it comes to that, you know, interactive level of, you know, instead of sending an email, just talk to that person that's two cubicles away. Um, yeah. And if you're the uh, HR manager or, or you're the boss, it's actually – going into that first word and human, going, going and engaging with that person on a human level and, and hearing yeah. their, their passion and, and what, what they want out of it, you know, why they're there, you know, so on. Um, exactly right. And stuff.
1: I, I couldn't agree more. And like we talk do in Movember, we go into a lot of workplaces and we talk to a lot of um, senior managers and HR departments because they, you know, one of their initiatives might be Movember for the month, which is fantastic. Um, and we, you know, a lot of the th- times I say like, you know, if, if you find it hard um, to, to talk to your staff or to get to know your staff and, and um, put it in the diary, like we put going to the gym in the diary, put meetings in the diary, we put all these different things in the diary, like formalise it and go, right, for this half an hour, I'm going to talk to three staff members. And like, if you go and talk to someone and say, what well, did you get up onto the weekend? And they say, I went to the art gallery. Um, and you're like, oh, right, shit. Okay, that's, that's the sort of stuff you're into, you know? Mm. like it, it And then... That one conversation, you're a little bit more informed um, in your decisions going forward. And that next Monday, you know, you can ask them a genuine question about their weekend, did you go and do this? And, like, it, it'll it change their perception of you as a leader as well. Like, I've seen it happen, you know, like, um, and as I said, we don't all have to go and have beers after work together. We don't have to be best friends. But if, you know, you have the ability to at least have um, some sort of conversation with the majority of your colleagues, it goes a long way with them, you know. They're gonna they're gonna be um, a lot more willing to do the tasks at hand if they um, believe that you know you give a bit of a shit.
0: Mm. You know, that's really cool, mate. Uh, last time we spoke uh, about this time last year, you just had the golf as well. Um, we spoke about guys like Jay Reeve and and um, Art Greens that are pushing the mow and and doing lots for you. And, yep. and now there's sort of a new wave of guys. You know, you've got like. Willie away out there, um, you know, making sure people are, as you say, open and transparent, and you know, having a moment and all that sort of stuff. You know, just those little, little tools and um, Ant Needle and those guys at Short and Wide, that were in Short and Wides, you know, just yep. you know, popping up the cr- the cricketers. They're all blacks. Like, what is it? You know, it must be heartwarming to see that it's part of the vernacular now, and, and you know, guys sporting a mo at all times of the year uh must be bloody bloody cool
1: mate it is we sort of it's awesome like you you certainly don't have to try and announce or, or launch Movember as such you know every every year now because it has become a part of the calendar and people expect the moustaches to pop up or already be around at that time of year which is fantastic But was probably even better is that perhaps when i started You know, people knew November. oh, moustaches, maybe to stretch, they might know men's health. But now, um, you know, when people see those moustaches, they know it's November. They also know a lot more about what it's about because of um, everything, because of everything we've done, um, the things we fund, the partnerships we have, the great people who are well-known, who help us take those messages forward, like those guys um, that you've mentioned. Um, So your every year you start from a higher base, if that makes sense. You know, you feel like every year um, you're able to get a, get a, a, a deeper and, and better message or a new message to the guys around the country because of the work that's been done in the past. And also because, um, you know, people like, essentially the majority of people, like really the majority of people are good people. Like they want to help, um, you know, Kiwis are pretty low key about it. They're very generous. You know, like we, they're, they're generous. Um, we get over seventy thousand individual donations every year to November. You know, like that is it's a hell of a thing. Every single year we get that, and that allows us to go off and and fund programs trying to help men. So, and no one kicks up too much of a fuss about it. Like a lot of people, you'll say, give some of these bigger organisations or bigger. Um, fundraisers a buzz and say mate it's amazing what can I do like what do you need me to do and they go no no it's all good mate I just want to get I just want to support it just want to get in behind it um you know they might have a a a personal reason or or um you know they're connected to the causes but they don't want to publicize it too much they just they just want to do their bit and so um it's 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 very encouraging um and you know, we are definitely seeing a change in the types of conversations blokes are having at the moment as well, which I think is fantastic.
0: Yeah, man. So what is your sort of, you know, outside of the, the hot month, what does your sort of day-to-day look like?
1: Totally, mate. It t- probably takes us, a, you know, till the end of January to to really tie up the month of November itself and and um, get every last buck in and and say thank you to everyone um, that needs to be thanked and, and that side of things. And then... And then very much after Christmas, we get into the, the phase around, okay, we know where we stand, are we going to continue to fund these programs, are we going to look at new programs, um, we'll go out to the sort of the market, I suppose, and, and see if there's any initiatives that people want to put forward for funding, um, so we sort of go through that process, and also we have a number of fantastic commercial partners, like Barkers, like Gillette, um, who Um, are very, very supportive, not just in their commercial support, but they also get their staff involved. You know, they participate, they fundraise as well internally. Um, So we go through the process of seeing if they'd like to be involved again. Um, And then before you know it, that sort of gets to, you know, April, May, June, and we're starting to think about November again and and trying to put things in place. And as you know, um, we probably, we do a lot more communications um, campaigns we, we still really only do the, the one significant fundraising campaign but we do Testicular Cancer Awareness Month, we do Will Suicide Prevention Month, um, you know we do Movember itself as well, we do the Movember Masters Golf Series, I have a podcast like you mate which is quite hard case um, and you know we do we do a lot more communications um, outside of the month of Movember because as we always say you know the moustache is is 30 days, but men's health every day. So we can always be always thinking and and prioritizing um, our health no matter what time of the year it is. So
0: nice talk, talk me through the, the podcast, mate.
1: <laughs> mate, it was it was well, I mean it was sort of actually probably a little bit like yourself. Um, just a little bit inspired about by all the people who are just out there giving it a go, you know, like just a bit of bravery to kind of <laughs> just put something together and, and start having a chat and but that's what I quite liked about it as well as there was, you know, as long as you've got a computer and can do a recording and you're able to got enough IT capabilities to upload it um, to where it's got to go. Um, you know, there's not in a world that's got so much, so much media in it, so much communications. It's all so competitive and it's also some of the, the content and the comms will spin around so quickly. Um, it was nice to have a bit of control, you know, of some mm. of a, of a bit of content. And the one thing that we have got at Movember is, um, you know, we're obviously spent a long time um, talking to men. So we're able to, I think um, we know how to talk to men about men's health. Um, And and that is, there is a little bit of an art to that. And also to like some of the people you mentioned, we've had some fantastic people support us over the years. who have got great stories to tell really, really interesting people. Um, It's called a few good men and it's not, it's not as much, uh, it's not necessarily a men's health podcast. If a men's health issue comes up, then we'll talk about it and we'll, we'll weave those, those themes through. But as much as anything, it's just talking to interesting people, interesting blokes about the things that they've done, done in life. Cause so much of our comms and our media is so short these days. It's, you know, you don't do a video for over more than 30 seconds. You, <laughs> you know, like people do nine Facebook posts a day and it just, you just scroll through your feed and you know, you we don't read the paper. We don't sit down and read the paper really very much anymore. We quickly look at something on our phone, and then we're on to the next thing. So to sit down and chat to someone, like I'm doing with you now, um, it's a bit old school, actually, and it's quite good fun just to just to chew the fat with someone, you know.
0: Yeah, and so where where the names that have come from for you, good men, that's fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's probably um, you know I'm a I'm a pretty bog standard um, stereotypical. Bloke and I, you know, as a young fella, you know, Top Gun, A Few Good Men, Last of Mohicans, or, you know, all the all the normal movies were, like, um, were watched repeatedly. Um, so uh, it was actually my brother who thought of the name, and and we thought, shit, that's a cracker, because we, we didn't want to be called – we decided straight away we didn't want to be the Movember Men's Health Podcast or, or something along those lines. Um, mm. We wanted to – we just – we wanted it to be um, – Talking to interesting blokes and just and, you know good men, a few good talk to a few good men, a few good yarns, a few good chats, and so it uh, it it fitted really well. Did a quick bit of research and saw that we wouldn't be getting a letter from anyone around copyright issues or anything like that. So <laughs> um, yeah, so away we went. Um, yeah, mate, and it's been awesome. And probably the same as you. You, you, you know, you you pick up a few things along the way, and there's a bit of a bit of an art to it. Um, but it's been it's been awesome. And it's been great to talk to some people that I know who have got to know over the years and actually have a really good chat to them. And the majority of them are, are bloody interesting. And I probably always um, learn a few things that I didn't know about them as well. And and a lot of them I did know quite well. And it just goes back to that whole having a platform where men can truly connect and have have a have a actually a really long yarn.
0: Yeah. Um and so is there a few of those across the November platform or, or once again, you guys get yeah, leading the way?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, We've done, I think we've done about 15, which has been cool. Um, and, you know, they were, because a lot of the people that we knew were sports people, we started, a lot of them were with sports people because that's just happened to be some people that we, we knew really, really well. Um, so that was cool. And then, but then we've also um, done a couple with, um, some red champions from the DGR, which is the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, which we're the, the beneficiaries yeah. of. So it was, and and those guys are they're an amazing community. So it was great to talk about them, talk to them, very cause driven. Um, so yeah, it was uh, yeah. We did fifteen, and um, we I don't, we're probably not going to do any more this year, um, but we probably will do some more again, some more next year um, as well, sort of in that mid year period, and and. Um, like you say, just yeah, try and uh, you try and get a little bit better at better at it as you go, but the actually the, the gold is in all the stuff that, that they say. Apologies, that's my kids flying oh, that's, past.
0: It's brilliant, mate. I've, I've got plenty of podcasts on here. With my daughter running through the door or hanging on the door. Yeah. I think when yeah, I was speak, yeah, speaking yeah. to Aunt Nina, well, she even hopped up on my knee and said, eh? G'day,
1: <laughs> brilliant. Oh, uh, mate, antsy top boy, um, really, really good boy. Yeah,
0: loves a exactly. <laughs> yeah, even even uh, even when he's you know two months into bow hunting, he does does the big jobs. It's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you you brought up your brother there. Um, what's it like working with with your your first best mate?
1: Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's hard case actually. Like we're um we're very similar, almost too similar at times. And like uh, um, we have a couple of other colleagues who. I think we, if we have like a proper work meeting, we spend the first 15 minutes just talking rubbish and, and giving each other a lot of banter before we get into the to the real stuff. But no, nah, it's been great. Um, you know, it's, I, I genuinely say it's actually made us closer, you know, because, you, you know, we spend a lot of time together. We do get along really well. You know, we're very similar, you know, similar interests. Both both love a bit of sport. Love Both love Top Gun and A Few Good Men and all that <laughs> old stuff. But that's what we're brought up with. Um, and so it, it is, we, um, but he's, he's what's also been fantastic as well as I'm, on next birthday is 40. Um, and he's, um, we share a mum but not a dad. So he's 25. Um, and he's just a younger guy, mate, you know, and the world changes and it's good to have um, a younger person with their thing on the pulse to make sure that I'm not, uh, you know, not getting too old and archaic and, and you know, missing the, the next and the trends yeah the trends or the next new thing because we are we have a lot of young guys participating in Movember over the last couple of years which is awesome to see and um, I think a lot of that's to do is to do with him um, really tapping into his community and and keeping me up to date with um, you know what's really relevant to that group of people Um, and as I said like sometimes I get a bit frustrated with some of the things you hear things that get just get um, bandied around they just get repeated and all of a sudden they become truth about the younger generation don't want to work or all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's complete bullshit. Like um, those young guys, are they are up for it. You know, they want to work hard, you know, works a bit different to what it used to be, but like um, they're, they're, they're exactly the same as we were 10, 15, 20 years ago. The hard case, the social. Um, yeah. They make bad decisions, um, but predominantly they make good ones. Um, and as long as they learn from them, um, they'll be fine. And, you know, thank God there wasn't Facebook or those sort of things around when I was a uni student because, you know, I've always got to remember that any time I want to make some, you know, comment. So, but the <laughs> young, younger generation, um, um, I think, you know, they're different to us. We're 40-year-old or 50-year-old, but actually they're, they're, they're similar as well. They just... um they want a purpose. They want things to do in life. They want to work hard. Um, they want to have time with their mates. Um, the world's just a bit smaller, you know, so there's opportunities for them to potentially get around the world or be exposed to a few new, a few different things. Work's different, you know, to what it used to be. Um, but, you know, they're essentially, um, you know, good buggers, the ones I come across anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it, um, they won't, you won't quite have it year on TikTok get dancing around to. Different songs with your Amazon. on,
1: yeah, 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 that's a, <laughs> mate, exactly right, exactly.
0: No, and you also brought up a good point there that, um, and it goes back to that human level we, we, when it comes down to what people want, like you said, some purpose, and and for a, a lot of the way that uh, our society is gamed, having having a, a job that you go to and, and bring, bring home the bacon, so to speak is is a massive purpose to what we, we have and, and if you're if you're floundering in, in in your own home space that's where where trouble starts to have. So you're absolutely right. You know, from a fundamental level, people do want to get there and, and and feel valued. And so, you know, that that's a very offhand statement and like you said, you've got to consider, you know, what you were like back then before you, you throw out a, a sort of um cynical view of, of what's going on.
1: Oh. Absolutely, mate. Like we, everyone, um, everyone wants. You know, everybody, but you know, I think men in particular want a purpose, want to feel like they're adding value to whatever whatever environment they're in at that time. Whether it's a young person, whether it's a sports or community or cultural environment, whether it's family, whatever, and and that's at the essence of of what being a bloke is. And, and yeah, hey, there were times when I was a young fella, and you know, I also, you know, loved, didn't like want to miss out on anything you know so sometimes you would get on the piss midweek and and you know be a a bag of rubbish at work on a thursday or a friday but that's that's about life that's about growing up um you know those things change over time as long as you don't continue to make the same mistakes time and time again um that's just a part of living part of growing up i still make bad decisions today um but you know you live and learn and, and so i think we've just got to be a bit more patient sometimes um, with each other and, and make sure we'll, you know, we're trying to walk a day in their shoes or at least try and be considerate of, of what's going on in their lives. You know, like if someone's is missed a deadline, just making sure it's, um, you know, not because other parts, other departments and work are pulling on them at the same time or the, or the things that, you know, understanding, making sure that things at home are, are running smoothly, et cetera. Um, because people are proud and they might not tell you sometimes. And, and so, um, you know, I think, I think we've always got to try and, um, you know, remember those things before we pull the trigger, I suppose.
0: Yeah. And I, and I guess, um, the flip side of that is if, if you're the one that's, uh, accountable, then you've only got yourself to, to sort of blame or whatever. But if, if you're also accountable to a bunch of people, as you know, as an employee, you also have to deal with that added shame. And, and I guess for me and my sort of, generation bracket of of why I think it is a lot of it is around us trying to um, find lead, leadership, find mentorship, find people to sort of let us know you know where you can go wrong, where you can go right. And, and I guess I don't know what it's like another 10 years younger, but um, I would imagine it, it, it's a bit similar that we you're looking for somebody to and I guess it comes from that real validation age of of, of you, know, everyone get, you said about everyone participating and getting involved and, and getting acknowledged, um, that's probably even worse for, for someone that's been brought up with that to then go into the workforce and there's a boss at the top and a couple of layers of management and you're, you're there working away worrying, am I doing a good job? And, and all the pressures of that, you know, to have somebody from an upper echelon of, of age or will role come on and, you know, um, come and sit in and as you said and ask you how your weekend was and not even worry about the work just yeah it would be a massive release of of stress and and you know might allow them to open up and ask a few questions to get some advice and get some guidance um and and yeah again create a fantastic relationship across across the the um the work environment
1: I, I totally agree mate and I certainly know you know I can only speak from experience but um you know, as I said, we don't have to be best friends with everyone at work, but it is, um, you do appreciate it when you have a relationship and also when you have a decent relationship with people at work, I actually think um, it certainly enabled me to handle criticism as well better. You know, like when you, when you know, when you respect your senior management, um, you know, when you know they've taken the time out a little bit to understand you, um, when they walk the walk as well and you know that they're, they're good people and they're working hard. When you have got something wrong, um, and they let you know that, um, I think it's a bit easier to take on board that criticism and, and try and get it right next round next time round. Doesn't always have, to, you know, you can't put band aids on things, and it doesn't. It's not about always telling, only telling people the good stuff. Um, hmm. But I think it's a bit easier to take on board criticism or or bad stuff or or um, objective criticism. Um, when you've got respect for the people that are giving that to you, um, yeah, for sure. I certainly know it's it's. Um, I've I've found that easier in my, in my environment when I've got things wrong. Um, when I've got a real respect for my for my manager, um, I can take on board that. I take that criticism a lot a lot better than from someone that perhaps I just haven't built that rapport with and haven't got that respect yet.
0: Mm. Mate, um, it's what are we today? the 10th of November and this will be coming out on the 15th. Um, What can people expect from the second half of the month?
1: Mate, we're sort of in terms of the fun stuff, I think um, we've our campaign, our our creative campaign, the stuff that you see, the images, the words, it's very much around acknowledging um, that there's no such thing as a bad mustache. You know, any mustache is a good mustache. Um, (laughs) And, you know, certainly through my eyes, (laughs) that's, That's absolutely the case, you know, and in in fact, in some ways, you know, those people who really struggle to grow a moustache, I've got the utmost respect for because it can be a tough month. Sometimes a bit of ridicule comes their way, but they push through and they they support us and they normally raise a few bucks. Um, So we're trying to give a nod to those people. Whatever you grow will save a bro, you know, whatever, whether it's one moustache, one donation, one conversation, it all helps and that's the success of Movember. Um, and the other thing that we're really pushing this month um, is sort of reframing um, that happy hour concept. So, you know, we're all, we're all familiar with happy hour, um, but we, we're encouraging um, people and also workplaces to um, use that happy hour to say, like, let, let people knock off work at five o'clock and use it to go see a friend um, on the way home from work between five and six, pick up the phone call a friend, reach out. Um, and it's sort of an acknowledge, you know, and we're trying to do it in a fun way, which is what we always do with Movember. A lot of creative around saying, you know, your phone actually makes calls as well. You can actually use it for phone calls. Um, and that, um, you know, that acknowledgement that we, we're always, the excuse for a lot of things in life is that we're time poor, you know, mm-hmm. we're time poor. Um, so let's, you know, whether it's a, an employee supporting us, or whether it's just encouraging the person to change behaviour, just using that commute home from work or knocking off work early um, to catch up with your mates. Because I know so often when I go into a, a large male workplace, I'll say to them, you know, for the guys here who are married, you know, when was the last time you talked to the groomsman at your wedding? And you might say three months or six months or nine months or 12 months. And there is a lot of people who will be over 12 months, over 15 months, you know, without talking to who are supposedly their best mates and I think that's 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 a guy, you know, like that is a bloke, you know, that's, girls aren't like that, you know, they talk to their best friends bloody three times a day, let alone every day, so, um, you know, but so often, and I'm, sometimes I'm guilty of that, you know, um, so it's about, you know, if you can, i been saying a lot this month, particularly when it comes to mental health, you sit back and look at the issue and you go geez, that's a significant issue. What can I possibly do about it? You know, it's such a big issue. What can I do? But if you focus on your best friends, your colleagues that you spend the most amount of time with, with your immediate community, if you focus on those five people around you um, and try and have a good relationship, let them know that you would be there for them in any in any time um, and vice versa. And then, you know, make sure you're doing that. Make sure you're um, spending quality time with them um, if we all did that you know with those five or six or seven people in our closest environment um, I think we would make a real significant impact on some of the more challenging things for blokes So I think it's about for men it's about simple actions um, and breaking it down and normalizing it a wee bit and so those are the sort of things we're going to be trying pumping out so hopefully the moustache can create a bit of a bit of those sort of behaviors as well
0: yeah man no i uh- um, me and my, my old flatmates we have a little bit of a chat and, and you'd be right it'd be sort of once a month or so that we you know start up a little bit of banter on, on the chat but this past Labor weekend we made a, a, a conscious effort to all meet up in mountain and that's why I was up there and mate coming away from that weekend was so regenerating and, and you know like you said about with the podcast you you talk to people that you you would consider good mates in that you think you know really well, and then you come away going, "Oh, I didn't realise that." Or like one of my mates right now is sailing from Hobart to Bluff, and it was kind of like, oh, you man. know, one week after Labor weekend, you know, I'm like, oh, "Shit, is that what you're up to?" Like, well, I knew you were into sailing, but man, that's it's a big yeah. Like Yeah, spending some quality time, and, and apparently it's my love, love language, but um, spending some quality time together is, yeah, it's just, yeah. It, 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 Builds you up and, and we are humans and, and tribes hugely important and and unfortunately um, our way our society fits us into these sections that you now we've got neighbors that we barely talk to it's um, it's quite yeah. and it's, yeah. it's a cool thing to take a moment and take a month to consider well when, when did I actually last speak like you said your, your groomsman your best mate yeah I know and it's
1: and that's where, that's where I think our our focus should be like your neighbor's probably a good one as well, you know the people you work with all the time, your neighbor, your best friends, you know like if it's it's if you can have good relationships with those people that you and you know should be interacting the most with, I think you know that's a fantastic place to start for someone who doesn't maybe necessarily know where you should start, you know, so I think that's a a good spot
0: awesome, so um of course we'll have it in the show notes, but where do people find you Movember, um, and the
1: podcast yeah mate so it's um still um www.movember.com and that's our one-stop shop for all things whether it's um growing moving hosting donating all and, and knowing anything about what we do the things we fund um that's our spot and then the podcast is called a few good men and that's on itunes soundcloud um i Heart radio um i think is the, the main spots to to hear it and then as I said yeah there's 15 or 16 episodes up there was some good folk like um Richie McCaw and Peter Fulton and um okay. a couple about like the basketballs so there's a couple into the into the basketball a couple about the DGR um yeah it's been it's been uh it's been good times um Anton Leonard Brown did an awesome one um before he went away to the World Cup he was he was really open actually um that was that was great I um He's my brother's mate, and it was my brother said the same thing. He said he said some things today that you know I did not even know myself. So um, that's that was pretty cool too. So I enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, someone that's been coached by Peter Fulton uh, in rugby, ironically enough, um, he's an absolute champ. Uh, the unassuming man is Peter Fulton.
1: <laughs> he is just one serious, down to earth guy who is. You know, happens to be a pretty talented sportsman, but you're just—he's just a casual unit, isn't he? He is unassuming. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Brilliant, mate. So, um, what what should you leave us with? What, what what is it? Talk to the five people that it mean the most. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I think that's the big the big takeaway. If if anything else, like um, try and have an effect with the people closest to you. I I think, um, and and if we all did that collectively, then um, I think we could make some pretty significant change. So yeah, I'd say go out and, um, you know, try and have the strongest relationships with the people closest to you, I think is the, the message.
0: Awesome. We'll uh, put it there. And um, Park yeah. it.
1: thanks so much for coming back on us. We've been working. Nah, no worries, mate. I appreciate it. Hopefully we'll uh, cross paths face-to-face at some stage in the future. Yeah, man, cheers. We'll press stop there. Absolutely. Cheers, brother.
0: Simple, really. Uh, have the biggest effect on those five people people closest to you. Um, as I said in the podcast, had a fantastic labour weekend with the fellas that I used to flat with. Um, yeah, it was nothing special. We just sort of hung out. Uh, my mate's parents' beach place was pretty special, but yeah, it was could have been anywhere. Uh, it was the um, the camaraderie, the morale, as uh, Willie White likes to put it, um, the banter, just the the relaxed nature of it all, um, it's it really builds you up, and um, yeah, I know Chris from Uncomfortable was okay, he's always talking about filling up your cup, and yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you yeah, that that was one of those ones that got the brim full. Um, tomorrow I'm off to Kirikiri in the far north. Um, Alex and I are getting a weekend off from parenting, which is going to be... Uh, pretty weird, really we've only done it once um together, and um with the exception of moving here and maybe weekend and the time that we do together, I've done it three times, so yeah, it's going to be a weird feeling, <laughs> but uh yeah, we'll fill the cup up and, and back into it the um yeah, this parenthood things it's interesting, not for the faint hearted and it's always good to talk to people about it um and be surrounded by family, which mm, something that we haven't quite achieved thus far, but uh, we're we'll working on that, and, and getting up to Auckland, getting to Christchurch, to see whānau, it's uh, really important, and also uh, being patient with building the tribe here in Hawke's Bay. So if you're in Hawke's Bay, hit me up, I'm, I'm keen on seeing some mates uh, creating a new fien- friend group. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well put it out there. Um, I know there's sort of two or three people in Hawke's Bay listening if you're the two or three people in Hawke's Bay listening, hit me up, or, or tell your friends to hit me up. <coughs> nah, no, cool. Uh, of course, uh, get on to Rob's podcast, Few Good Men, it's absolutely awesome. Can confirm that the Antonia Brown one is a ca- uh, cracker. Um, I've listened to that too, so yeah, there's, there's lots of awesome banter with some, some great individuals on that podcast, and Rob, as you heard just then, does a fantastic job of of talking things through his uh research on some of the guys is outstanding, but I think part of that's due to knowing them on a personal level which is always handy and, and I'm sure there was a lot of things unsaid uh as much as they were said in those podcasts um yeah, I think he said to me off here that a lot of the stuff comes out off when the microphones go off so <laughs> yeah you can you can uh, let your imagine run wild with that uh he does it in the uh, Hauraki Studios with the help of Mike Lane from the ACC. So it's uh, top quality recordings. Something I not need to work on. Um, but yeah, um, hit him up and, and uh, check out his podcast. It's really, really good. Of course, this one's brought to you by Waiketo. Waiket0.proveitnow.com for exogenous ketones. It's ketone salts, the Prove It Ketone Nat is what they are. Also, there's the Keto Challenge now, which is 10-day challenge, which is 20 Keto Nat um, of all the flavors, which is pretty awesome. Um, there's the Keto Reboot 60-hour fasting, uh, and there's Keto Protein, Keto Broth, Keto Creamer, um, the Signal OS as well. Yeah, there's lots there. Check out the website. Check out what you'd like. If you're in the open markets of US, Canada, Australia, or East Asia, just Do your order through there. If not, hit me up at The Stagger on Instagram or Waikito, W-A-I-K-E-T-O on Facebook. Of course, all those links are in the show notes and the links to Rob and his podcast are in the show notes. Thanks for listening. We have a great weekend. Hope you do too. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.